Bottle Episode is a spirited podcast about spiritist libations. Those under their country's legal drinking age should turn off this podcast and go do your homework. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to Bottle Episode, the professional bartender's guide for the cocktail enthusiast. I'm Lan. I'm a professional bartender. And I'm Elise. I'm a cocktail enthusiast. That is the the long and short of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, today, we are joined by one of my favorite bartenders in Austin. Your presence is always so, like, warming, and, and like, I always feel so welcome whenever you're in the room. Uh, which is so nice, uh, and your yeah. cocktails are great. Uh, it's Isaac Acosta. Hi, hi everybody. Um, well, thank you. That was such a very nice compliment. I uh, first off gotta say, in uh, preparation of today, I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of your podcast right before I came here. Not that I don't listen to it before. Sure, a likely story. <laughs> so your uh, your entrance in uh, uh, if you're under 21 in your country and ages, please turn around and go do your homework or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like I listened to it like five times in a row, and it, every single time it got a chuckle out of me. Like it was just like, like the inflection, <laughs> the inflection, the way you said it, the like the joyous kind of thing. All of it was just like it That's was good fantastic. To hear. Yeah, it's good to hear. It was, it's, good. it's real. It's a real good one. Good. Thank you. We did put good a we, fair amount like, of thought into it. Yeah, it's good <laughs> that it sounds fun, and you're not like that. You sound like a cop, <laughs> like you know. You have to tell me legally, or it is entrapment. <laughs> yeah. Also, this is um, me as a twenty smart, smart year old person that is like well above the legal age of drinking. Yeah, 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 so yeah. maybe someone who is under the legal age of drinking would be like, has, you sound Aww. like a cop. Like, it's very like what's the yeah. what's this the what's the movie um. I want to say 23rd Jump Street, but I feel like that's 21 wrong. Jump 21 Street. Jump Street. But Close. then also it's 22 Jump Street, they did have a sequel. They did. You know. So maybe there so, will be a 23 Jump Street one day. Well, the, the exclusive is here because I just let you know that there's the third movie coming out. So, yeah, <laughs> I have no ties into this film industry. Channing but. and Jonah are both back for it. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Please tell me they got Ice Cube again. Oh, what a dream cast. <laughs> Iconic. Uh, so today... Can you... We- I sorry. Before we get into the the little SD card is in that thing, right? I really hope so. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm there. sorry. I was going to be thinking about that the whole time, so I just needed to get that out yeah, of the way. We are. Recording. I was going to be so nervous. I okay. also feel like there's stories behind that. Was there's not. There been no. I'm just the always card... nervous that things aren't saving. That things aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this is not fine. the SD. Card. That's that's what made me nervous. I was like, I know that's not the right size of SD card, but I'm just seeing one on the table makes me think that it's not in there. And this, if we had recorded this whole thing, it would have been our ghost episode. You know, and then yeah. ghost episode. So we would have just released like an hour and a half of silence, mm-hmm. and be like, had it been that? What what's the creepy, one piano right? thing? Uh. 27 seconds no it's like four four thirty three or something like that you know what i'm talking about no the one where the guy no sits idea. at the piano john cage for like a bunch of seconds and plays nothing and that's it's just a bunch of rests and like the rests are different rhythms and stuff is it like specific for halloween in this time of year or is no, it like it's is like it? a known is thing that everyone knows no it's just no it's four four thirty three four minutes and 33 seconds okay. of silence yeah it's just for the bit mostly i think yeah 
it was mostly i think the idea was that this like avant-garde composer was trying to be like what is music is this music and like saying and but he was just also being like this is music deal with it oh like a very abstract way of like yes. Yes. what Four can minutes music and be and like yeah. mm-hmm. interesting like it has a score it has like a, a bpm i don't know if it has a key signature i'm sure it does uh, but the idea is that it's just like four minutes and 33 seconds of rest. Hmm. I dig it. Well, let's, you know, I mean, let's, let's hope so do you want to do that? Do do we want to go in theme just, and just like take like, off right, the bye. SD and then um, we're just friends. Just have a chat. Yeah, we're just friends <laughs> with some um, pretty cool equipment in yeah. a room uh, uh, drinking and talking. But uh, it is spooky season. It is. Time, time for spooky stories spooky movies spooky nights and spooky cocktails uh so what are we talking about how yeah spooky dookie delicious i don't know um <laughs> spooky ooky ooky <laughs> spooky ooky uh hallelujah all the things no uh we are talking about the cocktail the zombie and oh. i <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> well, there's plenty of ghosts around. We've already we've mm-hmm. already yes. decided that there's some random ghosts throughout your neighborhood. Yeah, yes. um, that's going to be <laughs> yeah. involved in this in this podcast. They're going to be uh, yeah extra guests here. Absolutely. Yeah. If you hear any screeching, it is a dump truck and not like someone being murdered in the background. Um. Anyway. Uh. Spooky times. Spooky times. Zombies. Spooky cocktails. This. Um. So tell me what you know about the the zombie. This is not a test. Uh, this is not a test. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so I I will say there's like a little bit of a like a um, zombie is a delicious tropical drink, right? Absinthe is like the back accent of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's essentially a rum punch uh, made by Don Beach. I want to say Don Beachman, but that Beach Don Don Comer? Beach, aka no. Don the Beachcomber. Okay. Don the Beachcomber. Also, I think there's another name. Don Beach. He has like a he has four he has four names in his name. But this is also not a test. I don't think so. Was Beach? I think it's, Beach wasn't his real last name. I think Don Beach was his real last name. I think it was spelled B-E-C-H. Um, but okay. then Don the Beachcomber was his name. There's also Trader Vic, who's a different guy. Yes. Um, and Beach Bumberry is also a different guy. And they're all like... They're all they're all, all around the same time though, right? No. Like, Beach uh, Bumberry is, is uh, more recent. I think he's still kicking. Oh, uh, ooh, Sorry. Sorry, bud. But uh, Trader Vic and Don the Beachcomber were both, uh, they were like bitter rivals. They were bitter tiki rivals. Yeah. uh, Who, like, as soon as one of them invented a drink, the other one was like, no, I invented it earlier and better. And that was like their whole thing. And Don the Beachcomber was like also the name of this guy's bar. And Trader Vic had Trader Vic's bar. And they were both uh, like on the West Coast. I think like relatively close to each other, not across the street. Although I do imagine it as if they were across the street, like <laughs> yeah, Looney Tunes yeah. style. Oh, it has to be. I yeah. have a I have a running I have a running joke with a friend of mine who's like, when you open your bar, I'm going to open up the uh, you know the competing bar across the street that's going to be for like. Um, drink well right then i'm going to be like drink great it's going to open up across the street and drink, gonna... <laughs> drink better yeah <laughs> drink best um, um no but uh okay so the, uh, he's the person that created it and i would say i think that if uh trader vic has like famous ties to my tie mm-hmm. the zombie is to don the beach sure. man aka the beach man yeah aka the beach man work 
Um, you said you're horrible with names. I'm horrible with names, but also my memory. If it's not a cocktail recipe and or a order, mm-hmm. count me out. Yeah, count me out. That's Mary. fair. Yeah, yeah. We can. Yeah, the just like Don, the cute little beach boy. Mm. That sounds just, just a sweet little beach boy. I want to be a beach boy someday. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, uh, I we all aspire to be beach mm-hmm. boys. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna be on the beach. Really, we just want days off in a row on the beach, on the beach. with the sun and the dream. Like, maybe maybe some water and like dolphins coming out in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why why is this drink called the zombie? Oh, that is a great question. To which, if I'm being quite honest. I do not know. Okay. Why is the zombie called a zombie? Uh, Because if you have more than one, or if you have three, uh, you will become like the living dead. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a very, very strong drink. The traditional one specifically is like hyper strong. It's like four ounces of booze, maybe five, depending on Mm. who you ask. Uh, It's like an ounce and a half of two different kinds of rum, plus an additional ounce of overproof rum. There's falernum in there, which also has booze in it. There's absinthe, which is also very boozy. There's not a lot of absinthe in there, but there, but it is, uh, it does have you know, alcohol content to it, uh, and f- relatively little else. I mean, there's there's lime juice, grapefruit juice, uh, grenadine, cinnamon syrup, and uh, I think a little bit of angostura. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a heavy it's a heavy pour. It, mm-hmm. Like it doesn't fit in your average glass. Like you need a a, a glassware specified for this cocktail. Yeah. Uh, we are we are not feeling super adventurous today, so we don't each have a full zombie in front of us. Uh, we we made one and split it into three. Uh, mm. And I really mostly split it into two. I just took like a sip. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Heard. Um, but it is. I mean, it's a it's an interesting drink because it is kind of in that tropical realm but it's i would not drink this on the beach oh interesting okay yeah, yeah like yeah. it's like the the con the the idea of drinking something as as hefty as this mm-hmm. like i this is maybe a beachside drink at the evening like like, like a bonfire beach ne- drink like almost. the chill air has come in yeah. off the off the ocean like you're you're like yeah you're at a bonfire on the beach uh you're not like in the hot sun. Like, sipping I'm on this gonna one. pass out. Just like <laughs> getting the booze I'm... sweats from one cocktail. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this isn't the daiquiri. This isn't the the snackery that you're like, oh, I could have like three of them because they're so refreshing, and mm. I would just like, yeah, back to back. Not the painkiller. Yeah. Like this isn't something that you like crush next to a pool. Yeah. Or like would be refreshing Mm-mm. if you're like, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, all in agreement. We hate this cocktail. And, uh, <laughs> we don't want to drink this. No. Uh, the co- You know, time and place for this drink, right? For sure. Like we were talking about earlier of like this drink loses a little bit of something without the theatricality of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's known for a, a, like being a pretty heavily garnished drink. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes that overproof rum is set on fire and you toss cinnamon over it and it makes a big fireball. And it's all this big spectacle uh, that makes mm-hmm. the drink really fun. Uh, and I, we, we don't have all that garnish here. 
uh, you can imagine us with with like really pretty like it's actually on fire. Uh, it's really beautiful, and but it's I'm so, so sorry that none of you at home can see it listening to this. Honestly, I'm sorry that they can't see your outfits because <laughs> exclusive their outfits are fucking Halloween dressed up to the nines. Yeah, I'm actually just I'm dressed as a witch. And wigs. Um, yeah, I have the hat. Uh, it's a, it's a whole production. I'm actually like, flying honestly, on a broomstick right now. I'm hovering. Production value yeah. over here yeah. is it's a little bizarre. I'm dressed. Uh-huh. I'm dressed as a vampire. <laughs> there you go. What are you dressed as? Oh. What are you dressed as? <laughs> well, what do you know? I am dressed as. Um... We can obviously see it, but we want you to yeah, say. Yeah, we it. want oh. you to describe your costume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am this elegant David Bowie as human of a person. That's just the the epitome of the Goblin King. Um, I love that. I love. Perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I yeah. mean, I could tell. Yeah, that obviously. I mean, we knew that you were the Goblin King as soon as you sure. walked in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. not, you know, obscure or any kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Fun jokes. This is great. <laughs> this is fantastic. I do love. I do love Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. So, I I use the Labyrinth or uh, the Goblin King as my point of reference because that is the one Halloween costume that I did up. One of my favorite Halloween costumes that I ever did. Mm. And uh, it was while I was uh, an old uh, old person who used to work at the railroad back in the day. Mm. Um, you worked I, there? I did. Huh. I did. I did not know that. Jeez. It was fantastic. I have a uh, wonderful picture of me and uh, one of the old bar managers who dressed up as Freddie Mercury. And it was the year yes. after Homie died. Mm. And so gotcha. we have a Freddie Mercury meets, uh, oh, crap, Gerard. Oh, no. Goblin King. But what's his real name? Uh, mm, mm, mm. Come on, names. You know this. You got this. Come on, trivia. Wait, me too? Uh, the, the... David Bowie, the Goblin King. What is his name? <laughs> I got it. It's right there. I, I don't know. Are we... It's with a T or a J. Gremlin. I think. Gary. <sighs> Gerald. I feel like it's like a Gerald, Gerard, a, Gerald. A gremlin. I'm going to look right? it up. Okay, I'm going to no, look no, no, it up. No, no, no. Okay. But don't, don't um, say anything. I'm not going to. No, you have to know. I, I don't remember anything. So I'm like, I'm never going to. Th- I've also only seen Labyrinth once um, um, and semi-recently. Oh, absolutely mm, have to say it again. Okay, you. Again. We're on the right track. I know. You have. You. Ha- okay. I, can I give you a little hint? No. Do you want to do you want to let little, your back brain do the things and then circle back to it or it's like you're thinking just like dive in a, like a hard gut and it's, a, it's, it's a soft j ja. mm-hmm. um I think it's more whimsical than like Gary yeah no I know um I know it. Geraldo just seems not that's, appropriate. No, that's not it. Is it uh, close? Is kind it of. G- G- Gerald? No. Uh, First syllable correct. Uh, huh, chair. J- Jeremy. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is great audio. Yeah. <laughs> we're really getting into cocktails. We're, we're talking about Okay, cocktails. do you give up? Um, Sorry, I'm banging the two. J- J- Jess- Jesse from Full House. No. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. David That's Bowie, his full name. <laughs> Jesse from Full House, the Goblin, the Goblin King. King. <laughs> uh... mm! <laughs> it's really bothering me. 
you got me in a sip of drinking the cocktail. <laughs> uh, I am so happy that that didn't just like burst <laughs> out. You everywhere. Table. Yeah, because that was that was a good one. Um, I I gotta say I'm I'm tapped out. I said all the the dura variations um, that I have g- in my give me my like head. give me like five more seconds. Yeah, j- j- you're gonna say it. I'm gonna be so annoyed. I could also we were just like right there, um, or put the emphasis in the wrong place. Okay, I'm I'm gonna yeah call it. It's Jareth. Jareth, are you kidding? That's not even like, a real name. Oh, I mean, sorry. Or Jareth. It's not no, Jareth. No, it's Jareth. You're right. It's like Jared, but they were like I wanted to. I kept wanting to say Geralt, which is which is the Witcher. Oh, uh huh. Mm. Um, so I kept wanting to say Geralt, and I like I feel like Jareth is pretty close to that. It is. Um, I'm not gonna like pat myself on the back about it. No, but, you're not, because it was you didn't even come close. Yeah, I really. didn't really even get close. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, and that's that. That's it. And that's, that's so. I'm out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in to. This is not even my show, and I'm already like <laughs> yeah. closing. And I'm like, there, there we go. You're the host now, okay? Uh-oh. I take it back. I take it. I take it back so quickly. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the drink. Back to the um, drink. It's a cocktail. And it is. It's very boozy. And a lot of places around, like if you go to a, a tiki bar that serves one, there's a non-zero chance that you're going to, that they're on the menu, it says like limit one or two per person mm-hmm. uh, oh, because it is heard. so boozy. And, and if you make it with the original specs, it's like pretty wild. It also dates way earlier than you would think. Like it was, I think it was invented in the 30s. Really? Yeah. When I remember okay. it being like the, in, 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 like, because there's there's cocktails that are invented and then there's cocktails that got popularized. And yeah. usually those dates are different mm. depending on how much you drink of it and also drunk history. There's like yes. all the reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 1932 is when it was invented and then 1934 is either when it got published and or popularized. Yeah. Um. So, uh segue and also segue into the cocktail and like the the reasons why I like this drink and like and or um the reasons why I like this category mm-hmm. uh and maybe and, and a category might be weird because uh, a category in regards to heavily garnished things and or theatricality things mm-hmm. right I swear I have a point I'm gonna get to it soon. <laughs> it'll it'll eventually get there um but correct me if I'm wrong I might be the first like queer a uh, little uh queerdo on your podcast. I think that might be the case. If the, maybe if that's the case, then hell yeah. And then also, <laughs> um, and then also, it's it, it feels a little fitting because um, Halloween is constantly referred to as gay Christmas, mm-hmm. and that is okay. a stereotype that I uh, can totally relate to. And like <laughs> mm-hmm. understood, yes, check the boxes, absolutely. Um, and so uh, last week when you guys came in, I was like, oh, like what are you guys gonna do for Halloween? Um, the plot twists were not in costumes and stuff, but if mm-hmm. I we had, are. oh, y- y- sorry, I took my off. It just got, <laughs> it was, um, it was a lot. It was a, wow, I looked away for two seconds the, and the now the full Jareth wig was just getting itchy. Like I get it. It was yeah. a lot. The... Jareth, the Goblin King. <laughs> we knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> the wig, the cup, the boots, all of it. Uh-huh. it just, yep. You know, you, I mean, I'm the I've power been, of the babe was hitting I'm, too hard for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. impressed that you have been like rolling a crystal ball like over your shoulders <laughs> this like whole episode, like. <laughs> What is it, contact juggling? Is that what that's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about that. Uh, uh, 
David Bowie didn't know how to do that. So like in all those scenes where he's contact juggling, yeah, he had somebody like with their with their arms through his through his armpits, just like doing the contact. (laughs) Did he really? Yes. I want to go back and watch the movie now because that doesn't that feels very like CGI. (laughs) And now I think I'm going to like clock it in other and like in which otherwise I would not have clocked it for. It was was Jim Henson. So all all like practical effects and stuff. But yeah, somebody was just sticking their hand like standing behind him, sticking their hands underneath his armpits and just like doing the contact juggling that's incredible there's no way i'm so glad you told me that there's no way i would have got that but more about more about you and your trivia i swear me and you we're gonna go to trivia let's do it yeah i mean i'm just going to be i'm gonna be the money and just like hey i'll get the drinks but like just to see who score it every single time also like any points any movie we watch imdb trivia is happening yeah are you really yeah i I read i do do we we do like a little like or at the end like as the the credits are rolling like we need to know all the trivia so oh my god which you remember and i just am like that's cool and then i immediately forget (laughs) i feel like we could relate in that like like, i feel closer to you like that makes sense to me oh that's crazy (laughs) what and then and then it's just like Um, so more about what okay, you were zombie, saying about zombie drink gayest time. drink of all time. Uh, uh, <laughs> is that <laughs> was that is that where you were headed? <laughs> you heard it here first, first. folks. <laughs> zombie is the gayest drink. No, um, I mean no, and yes, I think um, Halloween in 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 general is gay Christmas for so many different things, right? Like you have mm-hmm. the opportunity to dress up and like you know, be against the grain and like it, it is okay to be like non-heteronormative in a kind of sense. And mm-hmm. you could like wear these lavishes or this lavish wigs and lashes and makeup and hills and dresses and masks and goblins and like all of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you list a Halloween thing and it just like clicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get to be someone different. And as I was, as I was like going into the zombie and stuff and realizing like, oh, like this drink is really cool. Um, we had two different topics on this. I was like, let's one Halloween. I just love. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up um, pretty religious, and in religious, I in religious in the sense that I wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween, mm-hmm. and also uh, in that same token, you know, being part of the 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 fam, the LGBT fam, was not highly thought of um, or like a, a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about Halloween, it's an escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. And we thought about this idea in two different concepts of like, do we think, do you want to do, I, I I pitched the idea of Long Island iced tea because mm-hmm. that is a spooky drink to make as a bartender. Okay. <laughs> right? The spookiest drink. It is so spooky. And not in the sense like, you know, whatever you ask for as a guest, I'm going to come up and make it like the best possible way that I can make it for. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that mm-hmm. is the general goal. Um, but it was a fun, a fun avenue. And then you, brought up the zombie and I was like oh duh like the name's in there Mm -hmm. right and then you look at it and you're like oh the garnishes the 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 fire the like the 20 different ingredients that gets into the zombie in of itself so Mm -hmm. I think on paper or in like ideology the zombie speaks to me in that sense Mm -hmm. because like why not right yeah and also like how fun to make a really cool looking drink like I love enter and insert uh daiquiri or margarita and stuff but i can make this at home every given day but if i'm wanting a true zombie 
one, I don't want to make it at home because I yeah. guess, you know, got yeah. off a week of work. But like, it, it's very vacation mode. It's very taking me out of that element. It's an escapism. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm dressing up and playing a part and or I'm having yeah. a night out that is yeah. not necessarily otherwise true. So we talked about like zombie itself on paper. There's like, it's cute. It does its thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I love that. Honestly, now, like, I don't, for zombie in particular, and maybe it's just because the Roosevelt Room, like, serves it in a little skull bug, mm-hmm. but, like, I always picture, like, a little skeleton, and now, like, that skeleton is, like, the Babadook of cocktails in oh, my brain. That's, oh. like, the headcanon <laughs> is happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, like. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That is, I don't know. That's just going to be forever in my brain. Yeah. It's, a, I mean, it's, it's certainly one of the spookier drinks to read, like, it's it's a scary drink to read as a especially as a new bartender, I think, because uh, it's like if you look up, if you Google the recipe for a zombie, you're going to see like ounce and a half Puerto Rican rum, ounce and a half Jamaican rum, uh, like ounce of 151 proof Demerara rum. And if that doesn't and, put you on your butt right then mm, and there, like which, whew, yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's four ounces of rum right there. Hello. Uh, and like. But then as a new bartender, I remember reading the 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 specs for a zombie early on and being like, what? Which one is the Jamaican rum? Like, which one's the what, how do I know if a rum is Puerto Rican? Uh, what uh-huh. is Demerara? And why is it have to be that one? Um, like that was it was daunting to to read those specs and then just be like, OK, and, and I got to find grenadine. Where is it? And absinthe is like i have to dash it or what is how do i where's the green fairy is there, do i do like a in? teaspoon where is the teaspoons <laughs> <laughs> freaking out about like how to make this thing and hollow out alignment how am i supposed to do that with, with my thumbs <laughs> you're like where's the hollow yeah. tool like where's that tool <laughs> uh and how do you hollow out a lime just a spoon um, a nice. juicer. You just, juicer. I mean, you just juice it, and, like okay. get it real nice and dry, and then you use okay. a hand juicer. Cool, 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 and then cool. I typically do use my thumbs a little bit, so like a little, a little mark. Yeah. It's a little low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love but it. it's it's like, what is Demerara rum? What are like all these things? And so like, and now I know what those things are. Demerara uh-huh. rum. Demerara rum. Okay, so Demerara sugar is, is uh, it's a style of sugar, okay. like typically like popularized in Guyana, which is where the Demerara River is, which is where Demerara rum comes from because it's made along the Demerara River. Okay. How many but times can I say that? I, I, okay. I, I clocked eight and I feel like we could get to 12. Okay. But, okay. Like, but not related. I, I like, digress. Regionally like associated with the sugar, but like the sugar isn't in the rum. No, there is no Demerara it's sugar in the rum. Okay. Cool. Cool. It's, cool. it's uh, Demerara rum. The, like from the place 151 proof oh like overproof rum uh puerto rican rum which you can use like bacardi you can use i i really like don q for my for my puerto rican rums uh, uh-huh. uh and then i think the idea is like an unaged puerto rican rum and an aged jamaican rum so something like appleton estate or uh I really like the the brand Rum Bar as well. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a Worthy Park product, uh, so it's it's really good. Uh, I will say Alpenton Estate is something that I have at my house constantly for yeah. all the things. That's that's my go to. Um, but it's, yes, it's it's certainly like I I'd, I'd say the I would go. I mean, you can definitely get the Appleton Signature, and that's and it's a good product. It's like twenty bucks. Um, if you 
spend like, I think it's like five to 10 extra dollars for the Appleton signature, you're going to see a pretty hefty quality bump. Wait, you just said Appleton signature. Appleton Reserve, sorry. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, holy, wait, yeah. The Appleton, yes. the, like the eight-year rum, uh, their their reserve is uh, is like head and shoulders better than the signature, in my opinion. And for like cost effective, like if you're if you're an at home bartender or an at home cocktail enthusiast, mm-hmm. like it is not such a price point difference, and it all I mean all of it it, it feels affordable. Now this cocktail mm-hmm. itself is not yeah. is not easily obtained because there's so many ingredients in it, yeah. but like. You know, yeah, you could you could find quality things that don't cost you a neck and a leg, you, but yeah. yeah, I feel there's like, nothing about this cocktail that is economical. Yeah, I feel like this is not the drink to make at home. Oh no, which is maybe like it's. But it's if, a you good, want to, if you want to, if you want, these are the you things can. you need. Yeah, <laughs> and shopping list. All right, yeah. So you yeah. go and it is and like to... a whole shopping list. Which, like it really you is. really like, like if you if you're starting from from zero ingredients, uh, it's gonna be tough to to get the ingredients to make this cocktail without spending what mm, like 80 bucks. I was going to say, what do you think the price point is? Like if you're be a good, like primer, like an excuse to get all these things. And then you can make a ton of other drinks with those ingredients. Yeah. So it's like a good bar starter if you like rum. Yeah. If you like, especially if you're looking to get into rum, this definitely is a cocktail to like, well, I'm going to get all the rums that you need to make a zombie. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have to pick up Falernum. Uh, which is not a very expensive product. I think we got it. We got, I got a 750 milliliter bottle of it just now for like $14. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's not super expensive, but like... Also, if you make your own Falernum at home, but that's a whole... Yeah, but that's a whole nother That's thing. a whole other project, um, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you, yeah, you can make your own Falernum. You can make your own grenadine. Like, you can do all that stuff as well. <laughs> and after a week of prepping... <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to you make your zombie. Make... <laughs> Come over to the party and, it's like, you know... Yeah, like a week. Like on Monday, you make, you make your grenadine. On Tuesday, let's make cinnamon syrup. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a whole... Yeah, it's. Thing. I mean, it's 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 a it's a bear of a cocktail to make, and for we, sure. Uh, at Rosie, we do use. Uh, we have a tiki rum blend that we make, uh, so it has all the ingredients we need, mm-hmm. uh, and we do have like a zombie mix. We call it, uh, which is like all of the syrups, the absinthe, the angostura, like all of those ingredients. So we pour lime juice, grapefruit juice, zombie mix, rum. Ooh, y'all be efficient. And so it's it's like a it's like a four touch cocktail. But normally it's like an eight touch cocktail or more. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like, what mm-hmm. an excellent point! I didn't even think about like if like I I sometimes forget to think about what a home bartender is for sake of things because like my home bartending, there's I have bottles, but also usually it's like I want to drink this, you know, cores and you know, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. Um, but yeah, like if there was if, 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 a different question, if there was one cocktail that you would want someone to make to start your home cocktail bartending or your like your home bar, what would it be? Um, hmm. I think zombies are a, a great qualifier. I in, actually in that think, lens. I actually think if I'm sa- going to say one cocktail to start a home bar, the Long Island. I I <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that gets you, I mean, that gets you all your clear spirits. Uh, I mean, that gets you your tequila, that gets you gin, vodka, rum, and triple sec. And uh, I feel like I'm missing one. I always feel like I'm missing one with that. But I think it's tequila, gin, vodka, triple sec, rum. That feels that feels mm. that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 
as a as a like starting off bartender, I was just like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, I'll toss yeah. some whiskey in there, sure. sure why not? <laughs> yeah, but I I do I think like going backwards, like for um, like if we were to make a Paloma from the last episode, like you would have have all the ingredients except for tequila, right? So you could just go out, right? Would we be missing anything else? Oh, I see what so, you're like, saying. So yeah. like, I feel like I have these things and okay, I know I have grapefruit and I have lime and whatever and mm-hmm. seltzer, whatever, um, or soda. And then I could just go out and buy one bottle and yeah. then like slowly piece together. Be able to make this thing. Yeah. Yeah, because you have a lot of ingredients that are mm-hmm. not necessarily spirit focused, but like there's different types of juices. Mm-hmm. And I mean, lime juice hits a lot of our cocktails, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grapefruit is in there. Um. But then you're not going out and buying like $300 worth of booze at a time. You're just like, oh, I'll make one more drink and I just need one more bottle and I already have all the other ingredients at home. That's yeah. that's where they get you. One more. One more bottle. Yeah. And I also think that that oftentimes uh, we as bartenders who do this for a living uh, underestimate how willing people are to pick up bottles and make drinks at home. Uh, you know, that's I feel like the success of cocktail books amongst people that are that aren't professional bartenders mm-hmm. uh kind of goes to show that like you know people are making their own syrups and people are testing out these these like more out there recipes from these modern modern bars you know like, the success of like the death and co cocktail book i think mm-hmm. speaks to that and people's willingness to make those drinks which are way more out there than the zombie in a lot of cases and require right. more Technique require more physical and- prep uh, I think the zombie is an, a very expensive cocktail to like be like, I'm going to gather up all the ingredients for this. You're going to spend like 80 bucks. Right. Or mm-hmm. more, um, depending on where you live. But like you're not making like an orgeat from scratch. Exactly. Mm. You know. Yeah. I think the only thing that you really need to make from scratch here is the it's a cinnamon syrup. But I'm sure that you could even find that to buy. Yeah. Which also really like to. that's going to be good in coffee, which yeah. I already had today after Hello? I made it. Did yeah. you? Did you really? Yeah. I, I, is this the first time you have made homemade cinnamon syrup and put in your coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that you're forever like, is that going to be a, a, a normal routine in your in your morning now? Put, I mean, potentially I oh like last winter, maybe I made like a lot of like honey ginger syrup and I put cinnamon in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first time that I made like cinnamon syrup with cinnamon sticks. Um and I feel like that's a nice, just like a nice treat to have yeah. in the fridge. And it is um, super simple to make too. You yeah, just like... it took like uh, I found I found a recipe, a Guy Fieri recipe online. Uh, in case anyone wanted to know, <laughs> that's the first one that came up. And I was like, eh, seems as good as anything else. Uh, and yeah, it was like I think like three or four cinnamon sticks in a boiling pot of water. Take it out, put the sugar in. Boom! Took like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also like like um like tell me you're a bartender or how tell me that you like cocktails without telling me you like, like cocktails. You have cinnamon syrup in your yeah. in your fridge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you're like work. I, like she knows what's up. You yes. Know? For sure. Yes. Well, I think it's about time for us to refresh our glasses uh and maybe make another zombie uh that we split into three. Uh, that yeah. sounds uh, but we'll be back in just a little bit with a little bit of advice, some some more questions and all of the good times. Boo. <laughs> wow.
back. So we have some very pressing questions for you. Um, so pressing. Yes. These questions. <laughs> My goodness. These these. <laughs> Everyone is dying to know. Uh, what is your favorite martini? Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm so happy that you asked this. I am literally. I was like, I don't get asked this martini question on this. No, spec- everyone this gets asked unless they're like, I fucking hate martinis, which has not happened yet. Um, well, I do like being the first for things, but yeah, it would be, like, okay, but it would be actually, a lie. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Okay, I feel like I'm gonna give a pageant answer. In the sense that it like, um, someone comes up to your bar and they're like, "What's your favorite cocktail?" Not a bad question to ask, but for me, it's like, well, it depends on what type of mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want my, you know, martini, Peabody Herman dirty with like salt brine and mm-hmm. boards and olive juice and like three olives and just like, yes, I want that savory, that like weird, like give me a blue uh, cheese stuffed olive at an airport. Like I call those airport martinis. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> I will F it up. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. So yes, you are. I, okay. you are. I think I already swore in this half of the podcast. Uh, oh, so. did you yeah. work? Because I was like really trying. Girl, I will fuck it up. On okay, a, on yeah, a dirty no, martini. I, I did already say fuck once. So yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hallelujah. Um, unless you're under 21, then go do your homework. But all the kids have left. All the kids listen. Go do your fucking homework. We know no one under 21 is listening because we said turn it off and go do your homework. So they're all doing their homework. So this is a second. This, mm-hmm. this is our second iteration on that. That's yeah. the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It honestly depends on what type of mood on. I like. I love. I fell in love with dirty gin martinis in COVID times. Okay. Where dirty gin martinis, I. I want to say I was like a purist before that, but I was kind of just maybe, maybe I was a little bit more of a snob of like, oh, don't put olive juice and gin together. Mm-hmm. Right. But like that, this is a dumb, stupid role. Like put whatever mm-hmm. you want together if it makes yeah. sense. And if it, it's delicious, it's, it's delicious. Um, I also love Mexican martinis in a very controversial yet brave situation where it's not a martini, it's a margarita. And then, and then after that, it's like, it's is a it a margarita, margarita served with... up or is it a margarita with olive juice or orange juice? So wait, and there's many debates on it. Okay, hold backpedal. <laughs> Controversial <laughs> yet brave, I think is okay, a good way to so, put it because I do think it is a bad cocktail. What is that? Um, first of all, well, also okay. So let's let's talk about because well, uh, I was oh, just like, is we're gonna, that we're gonna have a, a martini with mezcal? No, no. Like, is that like, like a martini I, with mezcal or is it like or something like tequila? It's essentially a margarita with orange juice and olive brine. Well, there's so there there's layers to this controversy because if you ask some people, it doesn't have any olive juice and it doesn't have any olive brine. It's just a margarita served with no ice up. And like that's like, just a margarita up though. I also could be wrong. There there or maybe it's maybe it's orange juice but not olive juice. There's some people who are like it's served with the olive garnish and a margarita served up. Anyways, okay. the main the See, main, that I can get behind. The main thing okay. is that this cocktail is is not a good cocktail. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> However, some of the 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 how do I put this? Some of the things that aren't good logically hit the best. Like mm-hmm. you know this babacoa taco that you're getting from across the street. Do you really want to know how to make how it's made, or are you just enjoying it for the time that it's being made? Um, I'm 
I like this. I want to know all the things. And also I think it's delicious. But like some things you don't need to know behind the scenes and or it doesn't need to make sense in order for it to taste just good. Just hit the spot. Like, like if it's a good drink yeah. or you're enjoying the thing in your in your glass, then I feel like that's an acceptable cocktail to some sorts. Once again, controversial yet brave. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> controversial. Also very brave. Um, so, okay. I just don't I... like olive brine, which is my problem. Like it, that's an issue that I have. And I know that that's my issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not like again. You should everybody should be able to drink whatever they want. We say that all the time. But like, <laughs> it, this is one of those cocktails that is a sticking point for me because I do think that it is both on paper and on the palate bad. Um, okay, but also like I like things that other people think are bad that I think are good. So like it's it's tastes. Taste is it's highly yeah. subjective. I, perspective, I but, would yeah. like to clarify one thing. English so language. I've heard that Mexican martinis are a lot of different things. A lot of things were thrown at me. Maybe there's orange juice. Maybe there's not. Maybe there's olive brine. Maybe there's not. Maybe it's just a margarita up. What are you drinking when you say that? Yeah. When you make your when, Mexican martini. Yeah. Marti- yeah. Yeah. What are you? What is like, your? What is, like, my what spec- is your Mexican oh, martini? Also, this. I need I, to know. Also, this the feels so weird. The more disgusting, the better, to be honest. Honestly, that's literally like, what I like. Yeah. Give, it, give us that gross shit. Just <laughs> like, yeah. Half orange juice, half olive brine. No tequila. Equal, equal, part, <laughs> equal parts olive juice. Well, it's food color Orange tequila, juice right? and tequila. Like, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> wait, what is yours? What I, is I'm, I'm dying to know. I feel like this is, um, I don't know. I, I've heard this martini question asked in some of your podcasts before, and I don't know if um, have we have we hit the idea of like everything is a martini, but like really nothing's a martini, and like like what is an actual martini? Kind of. Well, there's capital M martinis, lowercase M martinis. Like like a lemon drop martini, not a martini. Right. Yes. Lowercase it's, 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 M. It's a martini. martini. It's not a martini. Okay, heard. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So this is, falls in that same thing of like okay. it's a, it's, meh, meh. it's yeah it's not a martini, but yeah. I love orange juice, olive juice, lime. Like I want a essentially. A margarita that splits the citrus with lime and orange juice. So, like, if we're gonna get like really into it, we could do like half quarter lime to orange juice for like a little bit of sweetness. We could go scant quarter of the the sugar. Um, Turbinado feels right to me, and then like throw some olive juice, right? Like, taste. This is. I'm getting nerdy about a stupid Mexican martini. No, do it. I, <laughs> that's like what I want. it's like a drink that I think is so, yeah. r- like, trashy delicious. And that is my mm-hmm. whole aesthetic, right? Like, mm-hmm. also, I think that's my aesthetic when it... When it, it I feel like I'm going... Girl, we got layers. We're an onion over here. <laughs> like, if you come to the bar, I want you to feel... Like, I want anyone to feel comfortable going to the bar. Yeah. And especially any bar that I'm working at. Like, yeah. you could come in a tank top. You could come in a suit. And either way, you're going to get the same thing. And whether you ask for a lemon drop martini versus a, like, botanist, crisp, clean martini with a twist, I'm going to make it with the much love that I would give anyone, right? And um, I think this is very much in ties with that of, like, Mm -hmm. a Mexican martini in the way that I drink it is – it could be gross. But if you put a little love to it – and you're looking at me funny. You're like, <laughs> palette-wise, it doesn't make sense. But no, also, no. like, like you know, it's it, the idea of this martini or this idea of this drink. Because like, martini is like a loose term to use for it. But like, salt, citrus, tequila, 
those are like a that's a common thread with a little yeah. bit of sugar. Like all those things kind of make sense. So theoretically, this drink could be a thing. Um, but yeah, that that's I, I digress. That's my thing, okay. right? Like How half much? lime, quarter so, orange juice. Depending on the salt level of the olive brine, I'm using a quarter to scant half, and then okay. one and a half to kilo, three quarter triple sec of sugar. Okay. okay. Every every I Mexican want, martini I, I have it sounds disgusting, but I want it. It's <laughs> every Mexican delicious, martini disgusting. I have made or tasted has been the one that we make at the Roosevelt Room, which has three quarters of an ounce of olive brine, which is far too much olive brine for this drink. Um, that said, I don't think it's ever been sent back. So people like it. Okay, shame on me for not doing more homework and more more things. <laughs> but I also feel like martinis, like I said this earlier, right? Like mm-hmm. martinis are very much in like, what mood are you in? Yeah. Sometimes I'm not in a mood to have a dirty olive martini. Sometimes I'm like, Ugh, I want like a lemon twist, a little bit of vermouth, and then I really want that gin to shine through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I don't mean to bash. Vodka... Remove vodka martinis are probably not my go-to. Like the the closest, like there's a time and place for it. Whatever, I will two percent of the time order a vodka martini. And if you see me ordering a vodka martini, give me a hug because girl, she's having a day. But <laughs> you know, like hello, like if I'm ordering a vodka shot, like what's wrong? What's going on? Yeah. Um, but what are specifically right now? You order a martini at a bar. What are you ordering? Yeah. Well, I'm. I, I, you, you've convinced me because honestly, you, int- Lan, I'm pointing to Lan right now oh, for sorry. anyone at home. Um, Lan introduced me to 50 50 martinis. And honestly, I'm, I'm a cocktail enthusiast, but I'm not a bartender. I'm a little baby. I don't really like things that are that boozy for the most part. So I'm I love, you like what you like. It's totally I like fine. what like, I like, whatever. So, like, one, like a martini that, a 50-50 martini is just like a little less boozy and just a little more drinkable for me. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, my favorite martini that I think I've ever had was the one at Fox that had the like lemon-infused olive oil as like a garnish on the top. Yeah. And it was just rad. so okay. yummy. I think I think it also might have been an olive oil fat wash on, on okay. like the gin or the vermouth or something. It was, so it was just like was olive really oily. It was hitting two different points. And yeah. it was a 50-50 Which, and it was lemony. It was crisp, but it was just like... Mm. I want to go back in time to that menu and just like have that martini. Yeah, because it was a one-off too. It was like it was, it was like a it, it was, was like a not... one-off event that they were doing. I, were they were they having a 50-50 martini night? I don't think it was a 50-50 martini night. Or I think that there was like maybe a guest bartender or something like that, or a spirit. Like, it was a bunch of martinis. A brand though. was featured though. They like they might have been like a martini night. I'm not really sure. But it was it a was, while ago. It was so good. Um, and again, like I like that it's a little less boozy. Um. Yeah. And I do like the addition of olives in martinis. Olive brine is just a thing that I have trouble with. Like, I honestly just want olives like in a dish, like a whole, give me a whole, I don't want them in my drink. I just want like a whole dish of them, like a whole little bowl. Oh, I think that's where you and I differ. Um, like I want more olives, but like not necessarily in my drink. I I feel like I should not be saying this. Have that canceled <laughs> and, actually, and also like, you know, when you get two, two cocktails into me. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, I dislike the idea of olives as an appetizer. <laughs> I which okay, uh, you know, I like uh, them I have, just have like at some places that have had mm, this, yeah. but I like it. I want it as an accoutrement. I don't want it as the main thing. So that that would be my only thing about that. But okay. I love I love 
like everyone loves salty like it like that I just love them thing. like, like out of the fridge just like a little like just like olive snack yeah Ooh, how do you love mm. blue cheese olives i don't i don't if you do no, i don't think I, i've ever actually encountered I, blue cheese okay, olives in the wild which i need to change that probably but like oh, baby, garlic no. stuffed olives oh, at least the problem is that that Let's you are pescatarian so we don't really go to steakhouses we can go to a steakhouse i'll just be like i mean you can like i'll they, have they, a slice of bread with they, butter they do have fish at steakhouse <laughs> also okay. mashed potatoes and garlic bread at a steakhouse yeah i'll be you like know you're gonna sorry. you're gonna Elise also doesn't like mashed potatoes <laughs> what i okay right? this is like my put mashed potatoes in a my, martini okay. be brave <laughs> This is my hottest take, and I'm gonna get put mashed potatoes in a martini. Like, coward. Unless, unless I raise you Mexican martini with mashed potato martini. Sorry, I'm mashed so sorry. potatoes no, and fine. gravy martini. So um, honestly, like gravy washed. Okay, never mind. Again, I'll get. Kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think potatoes kind of suck unless they're crispy. That's. I'm so sorry to everyone out there. That's I, just what I think. I know I'm wrong. Again, it's the. I'm maybe in the minority there. Well, Everyone I mean, loves potatoes. I feel like I, you were my mm, spirit animal for so long. Like we were so close to like, I know. Uh, you know. Uh, I will agree with you. Crispy. I will agree with you that potatoes are like, potatoes on their own are. Like, uh, just give like, me the butter. I'll just. Potatoes, spoon, I'll potatoes just are a conveyance for flavor, for flavor. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like <laughs> potatoes can become like a mushy, expansive flavorlessness. So that's what I'm, but like too much. Like I need, I need. It well, then nice. you're just or eating crispy. all the wrong potatoes. I, I guess like, I'm listening. I just, I just like again some, mashed potatoes. Some, like, maybe I'm wrong. Mashed potatoes. Okay, here's the thing. Maybe, like, but maybe I've just had too many bland mashed potatoes. Yeah. But I'm just again. I'm so sorry. I know I'm wrong. I she just did spend ma- time in Britain. <laughs> I didn't. I never order p- mashed potatoes. I she, never order potatoes she did, anywhere. She did live in London for mm-hmm. quite some time. And I had. <laughs> Whatever. No, I didn't have any potatoes there. Um, so I have a very, a very serious question to ask, and and there's a semi audience in front of us. Well, yes. kind of. You could edit this out or whatever. But I think I need us to be friends outside. Okay. And like, like we're going to steakhouses, and we're gonna have mashed potatoes <laughs> and martinis. Okay. Like we're gonna have a mashed yeah. potato martini Monday. Okay. And it's gonna be a whole. Thing. I love that. I'm off and off on Mondays. Oh, let's. Master, okay. Do we, it do is we make happening. a reservation for Perry's now? Maybe, but also I'm never off at Monday. So okay, let me okay, okay. Mashed potato. I, I fucked up. Uh, lunch. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mashed potatoes and martinis. <laughs> Matuesday. 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 Um. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we're gonna work something out if, before this year ends. Made... All of us are having different types yes. of mashed potatoes. Like you all, or is it? Well, it's mashed potatoes or potatoes. Like it could be like whipped mashed potatoes. I just have tater tots, French fries. Okay. She it's said, mostly, like, crispy is, is fine. Crispy so is fine. It's just like we're the mashy part. We're trying to get to the point where we're, we're selling her on mushy potatoes. Heard. Okay. Okay. Mushy potatoes. I'm realigned. And need to be vegetarian. They do need to be vegetarian. So it can't oh. just be like we're putting gravy, meat gravy on there because yeah. I'm like, that's. So that might be my problem is the fact that I'm <laughs> vegetarian. I, don't know. I feel like no, mu- that's definitely not. You your... can definitely make a very good mushroom gravy. You can. Absolutely. You can. Also, and garlic mashed potatoes garlic without mashed like potatoes. gravy. You could eat that. Garlic and butter. Mm. Give it to me all day. Yeah. And cheese. So garlic butter, cheese. So again, that's a meal. Sell me on. <laughs> that's a more. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> It really okay. is. Um, but let's but move on to... we should do mashed potato martini, like blue cheese, olive martini. What? S- some day of the week. What sometime mo- in the future. I love that. What do you Just hate about Christmas. bartending in movies and TV? Yeah, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to move us forward. <laughs> We've been recording for so long. 
Um, what do I hate about bartending movies and TV? Like, is or there just anything bartending in, yeah, on like, movies and TV? Like, are oh, people okay, like doing things like they're like bar scene bartender doing something that would never that happen in real life? Yeah. Or like the way people order. Like just the way or... the bartending and cocktails are portrayed in movies and TV. Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, can I start off with what I love? Yes. Sure. Cool. Tom Holland. Don't know the name of the movie. He's a bartender. <laughs> it's uncharted. It's uncharted, and this will be the so third our... time okay. we've talked about it. Okay. So did you listen? Did you or did you not listen to the? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Last I was last like, episode. Are you fucking with... with us right now? Last I episode. I haven't seen the whole movie. I've literally just I've seen him. I've only seen that scene because Lana's made me watch it like three times. Honestly, I can't even tell you if I've seen you the if I've seen the entire scene. I've just seen the moment where he talks to um homie. Oh crap! What's his name? Mark um, Wahlberg. Yes, he talks to Mark Wahlberg for like a split second, and it's a preview. And I'm like, okay. First off, you as a 23 year old bartending is like you're just so handsome and so suave, and I want to be that person, and like mm-hmm. I will never. But also, what's your martini look like, babe? Because I know you can't compete with me. What's up? Like, okay, okay. I'll give you. I'll give but, you. Sorry. So this is this is the third time we've talked about it around the podcast. This is the second time we've talked about it on the air. Because last week, or last episode with Andrew, mm. uh, I think we, we sat down. About, by we, the way. Like we sat we, down I gave before. him a play-by-play mm-hmm. of the thing because he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember really liking that movie." And I was like, "Did you watch the bartending scene?" And I was like, "I really tried not to." <laughs> uh, and uh, it's one of the first scenes of the movie, and I've thought about it ever since I saw it. Okay, um, but we did like a play-by-play uh, a few episodes ago with Chris Roden. Okay. Um, I also What's like a... just I just clipped the mic so bad when I was shouting about this because I feel so strongly about this scene. I but, feel so bad. You're gonna have so much editing work to do because I think I have clipped this mic and or table so many times. Oh no, it's so fine. I I apologize for the future no. and I no no, no no you're fine. So basically, Tom Holland comes in. He's late to his shift as you do, and he comes in and a a woman is like, um, excuse me, and he's like, oh sorry. And he's like, what can I get for you? And he spins a full-size napkin, not a bar napkin, on the back of his hand and puts it down. And she's like, I'll have a gin and tonic. And he's like, oh, it's my first drink of the night. How about you challenge me some? And she's like, um, I guess a Negroni then? And he's like, what's a Negroni? Just kidding. I know the full history of the Negroni. And he pulls up this a mixing a glass. Story. This is not a real story. This is a real story. Like mm-hmm. This is, I, this like, is okay. Like I said, I haven't even Lance, finished yet. Lance's I'm memory so is very so good. Sorry. This is a, like... Like uh, shot for shot, line for line, uh-huh. um, like frame for frame. Yeah, frame line by frame, for line he, for line. He pulls up a recreation, of very the scene. suavely pulls up a mixing glass that already has ice in it, slides it off to his other hand, and then picks up a mic, uh, p- picks up a shaker tin and begins to pour beefeater behind his head mm-hmm. into a shaker tin, which he then pours into the on, mixing glass, and then. <laughs> Uh, so he pours that into the mixing glass, which again did already have ice in it, very wet, half full. Uh, then he takes two unmarked bottles and pours them, free pours them also into this mixing glass. Then he just takes a strainer, puts it on top of the mixing glass, and pours it into a glass for this person. And well, yeah, when you're stir. when you're when your ice is half diluted, why do you need a stir? Like <laughs> well, it's yeah. already the water's already it's there. It's already there. I'm pre-diluted. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't need this cocktail cold. Do no, you? not at all. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then and then 
Another thing that I noticed is he does use beef eater specifically, but he does not use Campari. And I'll tell you why, because the whole back bar was sponsored by Pernod Ricard. So why did they choose the Negroni, which famously has Campari in it? Spill the tea. Why? why Someone use, just didn't do their homework. Why That's use it. the Negroni? No. But they no. did do their homework because they know, like he gave an accurate history of the Negroni. But so how why, much homework do you have to do? Not a ton. You just need to Google it. But still, like <laughs> if you've got a back bar that is all Pernod Ricard products and you know you can't use Campari, then why do you use the cocktail that very, very famously Uses contains Campari. Campari? It's a whole thing. He or doesn't measure like anything. He doesn't stir. Why it's don't we fun. just give him like a chance to make a gimlet and and shake a cocktail? Because I call it a Tom, day. Tom Holland would look so good well, shaking a cocktail. The audio. First off, Tom Holland could take a shake anything. Hello. <laughs> um, but but uh, <laughs> audio and all the things. Okay, so now that you're saying this, I'm going to be a little bit. Um, I like to use pageant answer as a as a phrase okay, a yes. lot. But like a p like a political PG thirteen like silver lining uh-huh. all kind of answer right it's gonna encompass the same thing um i l- often watch youtube videos and i will say Grey's anatomy is my favorite show i'm a diehard loyalist loyally loyal person towards loyalist, yeah. yes yes okay. that's the one <laughs> that's the one thank you english is hard uh i am a loyalist towards Grey's anatomy and i would say the last four seasons not my favorite but okay. i've been watching it since i was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. and therefore i'm like that's like half of my life like i yeah, like i sure. like pay respect you know um but there's so many doctors who look and, and also just in general like tv who have major uh career and or like in like i'm putting in quotations important jobs they are important but like when mm-hmm. you think of them as serious jobs you think of doctors lawyers you know da's police yeah. officers and there's so much commentary on the material of that and so this feels like a good place, right? Like if people are commenting on the profession of bartending, you know, regardless of how it's shown on TV, maybe a little skewed and ridiculous, mm-hmm. but like props us, props to us for maybe like breaking into that level of okay. like, you know, people give shit to Grey's Anatomy because it's untrue and because it's just hot people hooking up and drama and like that's <laughs> not how it really lies. Maybe in like a weird, like really reaching kind of way, no, I'm not going to make this Negroni this way. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever yeah. seen. And nor am I going to scoff at you for making a gin and tonic. The The real answer is I'm like, oh, what type of gin do you like to use? That's yeah. like, that's probably the okay. more like, oh, do you have a preference in the gin that you want to use for your gin and tonic? It's yeah. probably the more reliable or realistic answer. Or would you like a lime with that? Yes. Or, okay. or let's see, you're like, or we can just go real simple. Do you want to line with that? I'm busy. Let's go. Let's, yeah. Let's go, you know? like, yeah. Awesome. Easy first drink of the night. Hell let's yeah. do it. Sick. I'm late anyway. But I just love. Okay, we have an opportunity to <laughs> be very like critical of our profession in the past. That like maybe maybe it was more of like it's Nick on New Girls, and it's mm-hmm. like this 28 year old bartender who like if, lovable person, but mm-hmm. you know he's lazy. His room is a mess. Not untrue because that's literally my life, but mm-hmm. like different contexts. And so now mm-hmm. we're like being critical on Tom Holland. In this uncharted movie about how he bartends, and although it's ridiculous, we have someone to be critical on. Mm-hmm. That's so true. silver lining. I love the idea of Tom Holland, someone being like, "Are you a bartender?" And he's like, "No, but I play one on TV." 
are you talking about? Uh, yes, when um, uh, um, Shepard, uh, uh, Mr. Dreamy, Dr. Dreamy, yeah. Big Dreamy, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I swear I'm a fan. Mick Dreamy is like caught off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Or in real life. He's like, no, I'm not Dr. Brain. Yeah. And I feel like that's just been like parroted a million times. Uh, I love that that can be applied to bartenders now that we're like scrutinizing <laughs> it. Like we will be the ones who are like, are you a bartender? <laughs> No, I just play one in real life or, or <laughs> on, on TV. On, on TV. In I, movies. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a bartender. I, I just one play one in real life. <laughs> and they're pouring like an ounce of vodka in their vodka and cranberry, and it's literally yeah. just like a bottle going in for Thanksgiving. Like yeah. here's your your Thanksgiving cocktail. Yeah. Mm. It's sprinkled with cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it's time for us okay, to get into let's questions. Let's get into questions. And All right, amazing. Maybe, I, I honestly doubt that this will be the last time we talk about Uncharted on this podcast. It, every this is going to become like our TV section. It like, was just okay, so close. Like it was we're, so close. We're like to being good. <laughs> we're coming to. I feel like a little bit. I don't know if we're coming to the end of pet peeves, but we're we're like getting to the point where we've had enough episodes where I feel like we're getting through the pet peeves. Yeah, and like like we're starting to hear peeves. repeats of pet peeves. Uh, all, like, oh, okay. so like all the almost like a lot of pet peeves are spoken for. So we're, maybe we'll just <laughs> but I, like so, this the, is the so you're challenging me part. not to be basic. I need no, to think no, outside no, no, the no. bottle. I'm just like maybe we evolve. Think outside and the bottle. Become, <laughs> Hello, and there we, we go. Have, like a ten minute segment where we rant about Uncharted. <laughs> where we're and another thing about Uncharted. <laughs> Here's another play by play of exactly what happened. In this just <laughs> terrible scene. Um, anyway. Um, also, zombies are delicious. Yes, they are. <laughs> and so spooky. Um, so creepy. Such a creepy cocktail. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say who this question is from. Uh, on a busy night, how many <laughs> drinks are you throwing in a standard tin? Isaac? <laughs> oh. Uh, well. Like how many drinks at once? Is that the question? In a standard tin, yeah. Okay. At, at a time. Do you want to answer that question? Uh, no, I would like you to, and then I'll, I'll say. I heard. Um, the only reason I ask you if you want to answer that question is because I definitely asked this question. That's why I said I'm not going to say <laughs> Oh, did you really? Yeah. yeah. I definitely okay. asked this question, and more of like, oh, you know, just, you know. A little, like, lolly or something. Teeing you up. Yeah, teeing yourself up. I didn't realize I was going to tee myself up in this situation. I was just like, let me throw something out there. Um... I firmly, I think there are rules and then there are like, there's the rule and then exceptions to the rule. Sure, of course. Right? I will say I don't feel comfortable throwing more than two cocktails in a tin mm -hmm. and I will go further and this have, may have, I may have, you know, shot myself in the foot behind a service well once or twice before, but I will not put more than two, more than one egg white cocktail in a tin. It's mm. one egg white cocktail per tin. And um, yeah, that seems in the moment, it's like the, it's like the moment I'm thinking about doing it, I'm like, I don't want my life to be easy or am I going to like stay like, you know, like follow your loyals or whatever. And I'm like, one cocktail it is like let's mm -hmm. go like this ticket has four <laughs> this ticket has four egg white cocktails and i'm like cool cool let's do this yeah um but unless i'm in a real pinch and like i have to be in a, like a real pinch where i can't pass mm -hmm. off a ticket and i also need to make all cocktails i will not put more than one egg white cocktail in a tin and i will not put more than two shaken cocktails in a tin yeah. um i think that's just my thing i think in a real pinch and this is like there's no tens available there are no tens available. Uh, 
I, I will sometimes put two egg white cocktails in an M110, but it's only if I'm out of tins. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's and also same a caveat, thing, right? Uh, yeah. Same thing for like, and we have six tins, so it very rarely happens. And we also have other bartenders. And I can, I've some, there have been cases where I've pulled from a different well, but like each mm-hmm. well has six tins. So it's rare that I, that I need to then make, like pull a tin from somewhere else mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'd say, uh, there, I, I will also give you a quick little caveat at, other than that. But most of the time, it's n- no more than two regular cocktails, no more than one egg white cocktail, unless I'm out of tins for egg white cocktails. Hmm. Uh, I There are some cocktails where I feel like it's okay to make three, but I, I think it gets dicey and I think your consistency gets weird. Hmm. Um, like dilution gets weird pretty fast once you get to three. Yeah. About megaton. That is my caveat. caveat. That's the caveat. At, yeah. at the Roosevelt Room, we have a couple there. I love how you very... threw that in. I, that, that was that was beautiful. I, I asked one day, I'm like, is that just like, like a cute little joke? And you're like, no, I use it sometimes. And yeah. I was like, at Roosevelt Room, we have two two large tins. One is like, like pretty big. Is it the I'd... one with like the handle on each side of the tin? No, no. These are I've like had that at a bar before. These are big copper shakers. Hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one is like like just over a foot tall, like a foot and a half tall, and one is like fully a two feet tall oh shit um, they're big and the the big one i don't really use in regular service but say i have three or four espresso martinis to make in a in a round i'll go over grab that that medium-sized tin and i get good dilution i get good chill on up to four cocktails in that tin but it's also bigger so i'm able to put more ice i'm able to and i shake it for longer like i i, I have like things that i adapt to make it work to make yeah um, I'll, like if I shake three or four cocktails for about thirty seconds, then I I get like the proper everything. The things, and it's also kind of fun to use. I don't know. I feel I'll, also I will mm-hmm. like. There's something about it. Like if the if the end product is good and like stands up, then I personally like it. Just feels so silly for me to be like you can't do this right but like Mm -hmm. if you have great head and properly diluted and the cocktail tastes great then i'm not going to be like don't do this like Mm -hmm. do you Mm -hmm. boo you know so better bartenders than i have done plenty of things that you know i will never do or i i I don't it doesn't make sense in my head or you know all the things um but yeah i don't yeah unless it's a big 10 yeah like like even that third like i would just i would place two espresso martinis in a tin and like build my tins out Mm because espresso martinis hot take are coming back um yeah <laughs> in a major way i'm also a, a slut for coffee and so i mean nothing wrong with a good espresso martini oh, fuck me up yeah uh yeah no i like i think that a general good rule of thumb is play it safe no more than two standard cocktails in a tin no more than one egg white cocktail in a tin you'll be happier you're like uh your wash lines will look better everything like that Something that I didn't realize for a very long time, it took me getting to the Roosevelt Room to like really process this information. And like, I don't know, it seems so obvious in hindsight. Uh uh-huh. But when you have more than one cocktail in a tin, don't just fill. We always build in the small tin. Mm-hmm. And don't just fill that tin with ice. Add some ice to your large tin as well to account for that extra liquid. You'll get better wash lines. You'll get better, like you'll get more consistent cocktails. Uh, and you don't have to shake it for as long. You can shake it for the normal amount of time. Oh, interesting. 
Like, yeah. It feels like a cheat code. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is, it just never occurred to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to shake these. Like, if I put two cocktails in a tin, I have to shake it for like twice as long in right. order to get the dilution. You and have if this you just whole other more, space. Yeah. To you do have this things. all of this whole other area where you can add more ice and get more dilution without having to like shake it for longer. And I didn't think about it. Never. It blew my mind when I, when I was told that I could do that. I was like, huh. Never occurred to me. Hmm. Interesting. The, the like light bulb just went off. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I don't know why, but but yeah, that's what that's. It's weirdly like one of the biggest like technique things I I learned at the Roosevelt Room was like, uh, I can do that, huh? Seems so obvious. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Am I dumb? Sometimes you know. Let's just point it out. After hearing all this information, what do you think? Uh, how do you film? Um. I don't know. Or, or, or another question: Would this be something that um... I would never think about this my entire life? Or... I'd be like, I'm making, like, my perspective is I am at home and I am making myself, or maybe me and one other person, a cocktail. So, in whatever vessel we're making the cocktail in, we're making one to two, or maybe I'm like, let's try a couple, let's split one. And then we'll make something else. Yeah, we'll do tiny little glasses. I think if you're entertaining, though, that that becomes a different thing. And then like, we're batching. We're making a punch. Yes. Then that that is always my advice. So if you're either, making drinks for more than a few, yeah, more than I'm like three people, one at home, to two. Go ahead and make like a batch of something. Like that way, you don't have 20. to stay at your bar making all the drinks. I'm interested. I'm interested. That I'm interested in this as a topic of like at home cocktail bartending. How like what are the like the best practices if you will mm -hmm. to be efficient making cocktails at home right maybe it's not a punch maybe like oh i really like i spent time and i want to make this beautiful cocktail like if there were like career bartenders who are showing technique driven things what are mm -hmm. like what would you say the top five best things to utilize is it double jiggering is it at home yeah like or, or you know like what are things and 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 i i don't i don't currently have an answer for that without me doing more or like having more thought into it but like having that translation from bar to home cocktail bartending and okay. like what's I, I most so between the two of us i think we can come up with the top five for okay okay i was just gonna okay you you say what you were gonna say uh i mean number one for me would be having the proper tools mm -hmm. um like the amount of time you save with having to like futz with your like with a poorly made cocktail shaker for for instance like oh, uh -huh. having having the right tools um i don't think double jiggering makes a lot of sense for for home bartending having like one jigger that is that has all the measurements um like a leopold style or i really like the one from from pina barware that's like more japanese style but has like a quarter ounce a half ounce three quarter and all that yeah having a single jigger that has all your measurements in it i think is like the way to go um, is that is that how you prefer to bartend? Not we're gonna we could this conversation. We <laughs> no, could, it's there's, fine. There's so it's many great. things. I'm no, sorry. So I I like personally. I like double jiggering at work, but I think also like bartending when you are bartending as a career, it's a bit of a performance, and the the like the skill of double jiggering is impressive to people, mm. and I think that like that's part of it. I don't necessarily, and I also think that the options in terms of order of operations. Uh, um, and like exhausting multiple jiggers or whatever, like it's it's more efficient than using a single jigger. Can we? Uh, um, I understand what order of operations is, but if you were to briefly describe it, what would it be like? 
lob sure. it up the question. What is order of operations? Uh, I mean, it's the order in which you do, like you build your drinks and and make them. Uh, like we always start from, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but we talk, we always build from the bottom up of a recipe. So, you know, you're doing your dashes, then you're doing your juices, then your syrups, then like your modifiers. And, and that is how spirits. you would read a recipe on paper mm, from, from the, the like, bottom re- smallest ingredient. least expensive ingredients up to like the main yes. most expensive ingredients. So in that sense, like that's the initial order of order of operations is just like in that order I am doing things. Uh, and then like if I'm making multiple cocktails, like I used lime juice in this cocktail, I can probably pour the lemon juice from that same jigger without rinsing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not going to affect the flavor. But if I've poured grenadine into this cocktail, and I need to pour a different syrup into this other cocktail. If I don't have that measurement available to me, then I'm going to rinse it before I pour the cinnamon in or whatever. So in this case, all on that point, it would be like, oh, it's useful to have two jiggers. Yes. If you're trying to do multiple drinks so that you don't have to take time to rinse your jigger, you could just switch out your jigger and use that same thing. Yeah. But for home use, I think that that totally like, different conversation having having one jigger that has all your measurements ready to go. That's plenty. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to approach this this question. I don't even know if I'm, I was thinking of this correctly, but I'm going to approach it totally different from you. OK. OK. Yeah. What is the rest of your answer, though? Uh, so that's that. I think that's one. Two is uh, based on the number of people that you're going to have at, at a gathering. Uh, prepare for that. If you're like, if your goal is to show off your cocktail prowess, there are a couple of different ways to do it. If you've got more than like, I'd say, like honestly, five people at your party, uh, batch your cocktails in some way. If you don't want to be at your bar shaking drinks the entire evening, uh, I would make a punch or something along those lines. Uh, if you've got like, I'd say like five to seven or less, uh, and they're not all super fast drinkers, then like you can have everything ready to go in a bottle in the fridge that then you can pour into your shaker or not even in the fridge. You can just have it all in a bottle. You measure it out, you pour it into your shaker and you just add ice, shake it and, and strain it, and it's ready to enough, go. That's how I go about events too. Mm. Like if I'm doing events, of course, yeah. I'm like I mean, batching out cocktails, and, and like, this, that's what yeah. we do for regular service at like at most bars. Is like at this point, batching is kind of like it's assumed that you're going to be batching because it takes so much time to pour every single individual ingredient for your menu, and when you're being like sw- like when you're swamped at the bar, like you want to be able to get these drinks out as quickly as possible. And I think the same thing is true. At a party, not just because like you don't want your guests to be waiting on a cocktail either behind a, an actual bar or at your at your gathering. Uh-huh. You also don't as a as a host of a party specifically, you don't want to be stuck at the bar making these drinks for people. You right. want to be interacting with your with your friends. So you like you want to show off your skills, but you also want and you want to like like give these people a good time, but you also don't want to like become like you don't want to miss your own party right so i think do all the do all the cool work behind the scenes yes Mm -hmm. and then you can talk about it you know uh and i think making things in big batches like all right i'm making another round of cocktails like who's in but not like having a a thing where we're like one person person finishes a cocktail and you're like 
all right, I'll make you a cocktail. And then as soon as you finish that one, somebody else is like, oh, yeah, I'd like one, too. All right. Well, I'm going back going back over there. And then, like, you don't even get to enjoy the thing that you organized. Uh, so that would be number two is is pre prep ingredients based on the number of people uh, and what you're willing to do in terms of like prep during the event. Uh, three. Uh, I'm, I'm out of stuff. Those are, those are the main those are two. two. Okay, I have three. You have which, three? Which, I mean, it was kind of what you said about batching things. That was mm-hmm. my first one is like, just make something big. Um, my second thing is if you're making a big thing, just have a theme. Because like we've had Halloween parties and stuff and made like little like lychee eyeballs and like got like frozen like skull shaped ice and stuff. And I feel like just like it like it just just like anything theme I think is fun. Um, And then it's just like, does anyone really matter? (laughs) It will be delicious, but like it also just has lychee eyeballs in it. And that's fun. And it looks like blood. Like, there you go. Um, And then three is and then this would be like the opposite of um the batching thing but if you only have a couple people over uh do something really fun i feel like you've made land you've made like irish coffees and then if you like caramelize sugar and use fire like that's like spanish coffees yeah what did i say irish Irish coffees that's not what i meant i meant spanish coffees different country um but spanish coffees like fire um but caramelized you're, sugar. You're doing them all at once. You can even you're have, doing like, them you can all. hand off a glass to somebody else, and they can like caramelize, caramelize the sugar their for you. Own and, glass. Like, it becomes this interactive thing, as opposed um, to like I'm in the kitchen making these cocktails while all yeah. of my friends are having fun. But yeah. I would say that's like a f- like four person dinner party yeah. setting uh, type. Even with thing, four people, that takes like that takes a twenty long minutes. Time. Yeah, but also do. if you're looking for like, I feel like that's also a great dinner party thing because it's almost like an icebreaker mm-hmm. it gets everybody comfortable then everyone has a drink um like it yeah. is a oh, good that's an issue, like interesting way to think about it you know like because i feel like sometimes you're like what do we do now do we play a game like um, but it's like a beginning like or even after dinner like it's a good like it's something that takes time it's something that you can all do together it's a bit of a spectacle if you put some nutmeg in there and um I think, but again, that's for smaller parties. And again, the opposite of a, like the batching recommendation. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having an interactive component to your, your sure. like as a, like mm-hmm. whether it could be meal and or drink when you're doing a dinner party at home to be part of the icebreaker. Because mm-hmm. I, I tend to like, you know, I tend to be more comfortable if I'm doing something. Yeah. Like catch me doing something and I will talk to you like, or like, can you juice these lines? And I'm yeah. like talking to you like, oh, how's your day? You know? Yeah. It, so I like and that. It's I like that. Idea. Easy, really simple, cool. like yeah. thing to do that can get everyone involved. And it's like you can also I yeah. think like you can even have like a simple theme. Like I feel like having a gin and tonic bar where you've got like three different three different gins and like oh. like three different brands of tonic and you've got like blueberries and and like all the different botanicals that you could garnish your you know yeah Spanish you've got like you've got like, like a thing you've got yeah you basically have like a spanish gin and tonic night and like everybody's making their own gin and tonics mm-hmm. uh and like we have you have maybe you have like a tutorial of like how to make a gin and tonic and like not have it be too boozy or whatever yeah you know don't Mm -hmm. don't drink yourself to death like do an ounce and a half here's the jigger 
Uh, I think you give me a really cool idea for a dinner party. Now I just want to have three different gins with the botanicals listed on it, and then like the th- the like you know the yeah tray of garnishes that I think go along with it. That could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I think yeah. I think there are ways to make it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like uh, <laughs> butter boards and like all sorts of stupid ass uh, boards are yes. going viral on TikTok. Like gin and tonic bars, like yeah, cocktail bars. Maybe it's the new. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And that one's easy because you don't have to shake it. You don't have to do like, like built in your build glass, it in your glass and, and then you're you're good to go. Um, so I think yeah. I don't know if we have a top five. Here. I'm also going to plug real quick, just like Goodwill glassware. Goodwill. Oh, you don't need to spend a ton of money to have enough glassware to give to everyone in your party. Um, that just is go the to best Goodwill. kept secret mm-hmm. with um, competition bartenders. I think if you're really okay. going for it, it's just really yeah. like Goodwill glassware, you will find some real cool, real beautiful, cool stuff. fun. Yeah. Most of our stuff is um, from Goodwill. Yeah, and then everyone Same. can have their own cute little glass. Every like probably almost everyone's glasses will be different, so you won't get them mixed up. Yeah, um, and it'll just be really cute, and people can pick their own that like fits their own little style i think that's the vip i think that's yeah. the, the star uh advice there that mm-hmm. is a that is a real yeah. cool advice right there don't spend more than four dollars on like a <laughs> set of glassware um yeah maybe maybe more in this economy i don't know uh but we'll say 10 10 uh but, but we used, to buy, on how we used big. to buy like four like sets of four, oh, for, of like four for like six dollars not even like it was wait six dollars each or six dollars no, total for the oh okay thing. i thought you were like yeah. don't spend more than ten dollars a glass no, like, no 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 for that's a set that's, that's for retail a, yeah i was like what are you no, doing no no no, 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 no. for a set like a dollar a glass heard, like heard heard maybe a dollar 99 a glass Word. like if we're getting crazy um we should hit one more question though before we close um i feel like we've been talking for a long time so i'm just gonna say fuck Mary kill daiquiri manhattan old-fashioned oh fuck uh, who who, uh <laughs> who put that question in uh it was i think ivan ivan okay yeah this one goes out to ivan ivan manhattan old-fashioned daiquiri fuck Mary mm-hmm. kill is that correct yeah. yes uh sorry you go first you're our guest Okay, so <laughs> kill the old fashioned, fuck the Manhattan, marry the daiquiri. That is also my answer. That was my answer. <laughs> that, too. Is that, that was my answer. Okay, too. work. I love. Yes. I, don't, I, I feel like I don't even need to explain it because like it's no. just, just like makes obviously sense. if you don't like the girls who get it get it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the girls who don't don't. Um. Do you okay? Do you, real quick explanation. What what is the thing? Why 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 fuck old fashioned? Why marry uh daiquiri? Why uh oh sorry? Why kill old fashioned? Okay. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, just so much more room to make a Manhattan interesting <laughs> and have it still be like a Manhattan. Uh, you know, between like changing your whiskey and your vermouth or your vermouth ratios or whatever, like I just think that it's a more interesting drink than an old fashioned most of the time. Oh, and, okay. Uh, uh, I'm not like the, I'd like I like old fashions, but I'm not like I don't. I almost never gravitate towards them. So I don't know. And uh, marry the daiquiri because, like, obviously, yeah, right? it's the best. Yeah, I feel like Manhattans are like, I don't know, I think of them as kind of like a sexy drink, but I wouldn't want to drink them every day, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, It's just not, wouldn't be my vibe. Uh, uh, old fashions, 
I just associate, I don't, I have a bad association <laughs> with them. I feel like just like with people who order yeah. them or just the people are like old fashioned. I don't want to hear anything else. Mm-hmm. Just I, like, I just like the, the, the image that I conjure up. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I like, I don't know. I think more than I like old fashions, but like at the end of the day, what would I rather be drinking? Almost always. It's a daiquiri. Yeah. yeah. Also, of the, of those yeah. three. Also daiquiris remind me of you. Because you, we drank them a lot Aww. when we first started dating. Is true? And I like being married to you, so Good that cue. checks out, right? Well, very cute. On that note, I think <laughs> it's time for us to end this episode. Uh, Isaac, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Anything that you're working on, or like that you want people to do? What's your call to action here? Oh my God, what is a call to action? Um, <laughs> Drop that CTA. Right. Well, first off, we're around the we're right around the time. So I would I would feel mm-hmm. um vote hello. Let, yes. Let's get a homeboy out of here. Not that this is a political thing and hashtags Where, are not wherever, sorry. Wherever wherever like, you're from, let's get homeboy out of here. Hello. And you can put context clues together based on where we live, who Voting homeboy is for us. Is happening. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't scared. If this is my podcast. I say receives. What's up? Hello. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yes, no, go vote. I think that's important. Yeah. I and mean, then, Abbott's a, a little piss pants boy. Oh, wait, we're talking. Yes, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Yeah, do that. And then, um, yeah, I had shameless plug. Drink while just dropped a new menu, and uh, it's I'm very good. excited. It's really I'm good. Super, super excited yeah. for it. And yeah, there's some, there's some, some cool things happening this fall. I have a, a Ho House coming soon, House of Effervescence, and uh, we'll see what that looks like. That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah, drink well. I mean, we we sing its praises uh, like on the podcast all the time. We love yeah. it. We live relatively close to it. I mean, uh, in terms of cocktail bars in Austin, Texas, I think we live closest to Drink Well, and it's just like. It's always great. Always a great vibe. Mm-hmm. Cocktails are always amazing. And the people that work there are amazing. Oh, Chucks, I'm blushing. Thank you. That's very sweet. Uh, and Elise. And I have another spooky podcast episode spooky. coming up. <laughs> On World is Burning. <gasps> so go listen to it. Uh, yeah, it'll be really fun. My plan is to keep it uh, really silly and then just like get really nerdy with it. So happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Uh, and if you have any questions for us, uh, please send them to us at either Bottle Episode Pod on Instagram or TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also email us at bottleepisodepod at gmail.com. Uh, and if you have any like longer form questions or anything like that, please send them there. I feel like that's a better format for that. Uh, and if you like our podcast, please, please, please uh, go to either apple podcasts or spotify and rate and review us five stars is the goal yeah Uh, and if you have less than that then like maybe email us and tell us why you don't like the show or why what you like about the show and what you also think could be better about the show because we are still relatively new and i Mm -hmm. know that you might be spooked by this episode because it was so it was so scary spooky zombies very scary about the zombies um, and maybe that, maybe this is your first, in, like maybe go back and listen to a couple episodes that are less spooky. Um, yeah. And then, and then come tell us uh, more about it. Um, but yeah, we, will, we're, we're really interested in just getting feedback yeah. and uh, making this podcast better for everyone. And if you did like it and you already give us five stars, if you have a friend who like loves a certain type of drink, you can look through our episodes so far and maybe like send them one of the drink that they like. 
or just or you know, even you know if you have just, requests for the next drink we should do i mean we, yeah, we typically leave that, that up too. to the guests but we can make suggestions uh, we can always make suggestions give us requests yeah so yeah if you've got a if you've got a cocktail you'd like us to cover then then hit us up let us know uh but that will do it for us this evening uh it's evening here it might be morning for you in which case Good morning. Hey, hi, hello. Hope you're having a drink Good already. morning, Sunshine. <laughs> Just kidding. Brunch uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> cocktails. Thank all you right. all so much for Bye. listening. Uh, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks. <laughs> Bye. I mean, boo. Spooky. <laughs> so spooky this episode. So scary. Oh. <laughs> it's not grenadine, it's blood. Blood orange. So the vampire walks into the bar and asks for a blue cheese stuffed olive and gets a garlic stuffed olive and then dies! Ah! <laughs>